Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beauty Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 901. Thanks so much to everybody who helped us celebrate our 900th show last week. Well, we're deep into fall migration season, and if you're wondering how many birds flew over your area last night while you were asleep dreaming of today's Talking Birds show, you can now find out thanks to a wonderful thing called BirdCast. BirdCast, for those who haven't heard of it, it's relatively new, lets you see real-time graphic migration displays including live bird migration maps all over the country. It's a little bit in part like watching live weather radar, except that you're seeing the movement of birds. It's pretty amazing. We checked flights over our county in eastern Massachusetts uh, late last night. There's kind of a modest migration here. About 2,900 had passed over last night. 1,600 were flying high above us at the moment when we checked in. Then we looked at some other places where migration is hot right now, like Atkin County, Minnesota, at 11.30 last night. That's Eastern Daylight Time. There were 81,500 birds flying over. And out in Aurora City, South Dakota, at 11.30 Eastern Time last night, 335,800 birds passing over. And the nighttime total there. 2,677,700 birds flying over. That was out in Aurora City, South Dakota. Pretty amazing thing. BirdCast, a consortium of researchers, members from Cornell Lab, Colorado State University, and the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Uh, Their must-visit website is birdcast.info, birdcast.info. Little info here in our mystery bird contest coming on in just a little bit. Some beautiful prizes await, but we'll get you ready for that contest with some clues and such. Beautiful sound of our mystery bird there. A smallish songbird that breeds way up in northern forests and winters in the west and southwest states and over to the Gulf and mid Atlantic states. The eastern form has reddish brown plumage with coarse streaks on its chest and back. A rust-colored cap and gray face and a blurry spot in the center of the chest. Kind of a moderately long rust-colored tail. The Pacific Coast sooty version has dark brown upper parts with a grayish face and a gray and yellow bill. Male and female look alike. The bird is kind of famous for its double scratching or kicking backward in the leaf litter with both feet in search of food. That's our bird. We'll do the actual contest a bit later on. The always really popular Droll Yankees Observer Window Feeder is one of our prizes. Plus, from our friends at Feather Friendly, the complete window collision kit that prevents window crashes by birds in flight. It really works. Recommended by numerous bird conservation organizations. And we we may have a bonus prize, too, if we get a chance to get to our uh, bonus question on this morning's show. 
Well, we're really excited about the following. Last week, we announced our Make Your Own Swag Contest 2022 edition, in which we're going to give away some pretty nifty prizes. In case you missed that announcement, uh, here's how the contest works. You request a Talking Birds iron-on patch, and we send you one, or more than one if you like. Then you attach the patch to a hat or jacket or maybe a backpack or get creative with something else, points for creativity, and take a picture of yourself or a friend with the patch attached. Send the picture to us, and we'll choose a favorite each week. And starting on our next show, we'll award a beautiful prize or prize package every week for the next five weeks. And then we'll do a random drawing from among all entries received and award the grand prize which I'll describe here in a couple of seconds. Plenty of time to enter the contest, but don't wait. Weekly prizes include a $100 Beauty of Books gift certificate, a $50 Wisdom Supply certificate for plastic-free office and school essentials, lots and lots of coffee, some wonderful books, and the grand prize is a Vortex HD Viper Spotting Scope with an MSRP of more than $1,000. So to enter the contest, just request a patch. Send your request right to me at ray at talkingbirds.com. That's ray at talkingbirds.com. And good luck. We have a conservation salute today to Yvonne Chouinard. Now, he's not really famous, but his company is. He's the owner of Outdoor Gear Purveyor Patagonia. Or rather, he was the owner because he has just given away his $3 billion company to try to help save the planet. He and his family transferred their Patagonia ownership to a special trust and nonprofit to ensure that all of the profits, some $100 million a year, are used to combat climate change and protect undeveloped land around the globe. So we offer our humble Talking Birds conservation salute to former Patagonia owner, and heroic friend of the planet, Yvonne Schwinard. We have our own heroes here, too. Those are our Talking Birds ambassadors who help make our show known to the world as much as we can and get our word out about birds and the importance of conservation. And we have a couple of folks right in our own backyard to salute today, both from Marshfield, Massachusetts. Tim says, My two sons love birds. They are ages 5 and 8, and we've even gone on a private bird-watching tour on Thompson Island in Boston. That's a cool place, one of the harbor islands. And Kathleen says, I love spreading the word about birds that I see and hear, and I try to help spread the word about how dangerous rodenticides are to birds and other wildlife, plus our pets. That's a really good point as well. Kathleen, we'll talk about that issue here on our show again uh, soon. So thanks, Tim and Kathleen, for becoming Talking Birds ambassadors. It's easy to become one. Just go to our website and click on the Get Involved button at the top of the page. Now, meanwhile, Talking Birds listeners in the Houston, Texas area, please check our Facebook page for info about a cool event taking place near Houston in a place called the Woodlands. Our friend and Talking Birds contributor, Joy Klump, will be there with a booth all about birds. Details available right now on our Talking Birds Facebook page. Still to come today, we'll learn about some work that one of our Talking Birds ambassadors is doing to help protect birds and restore populations of endangered California-leased terns. 
Also, Mike O'Connor will join us from a Let's Ask Mike segment almost live from the archive about how a great book may make his birding advice no longer necessary. Up next, a bird whose migration flights cover about 25,000 miles per year is our featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. We started the show this morning talking about migration, and we return to that topic now with our featured feathered friend. The bird most folks would argue is the avian migration champion of the world. It's Sterna paradisia, the Arctic tern, which is said to experience more daylight than any other animal, thanks to its extraordinary and rather baffling migratory journeys. Our bird is a medium-sized tern with gray upper parts, pale gray underparts, a black cap, a white throat and rump, a deeply forked, dark-edged white tail, a dark red bill, and red legs and feet. After nesting in the Arctic summer, the Arctic tern heads south, but doesn't stop in some temperate climate area or in the tropics for the winter. Instead, it continues on to the edge of the pack ice in Antarctica for the southern hemisphere summer. Arctic terns feed mostly on small fish by swooping down to the water's surface, and they also capture invertebrates. They're often seen feeding offshore on prey that is driven to the surface by predatory fish. It's the migration champion of the world, Sterna paradisia. The Arctic Tern, today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Thanks again for being with us uh, for show number 901. And we now turn, if you'll pardon the expression, to uh, another special part of our show this morning with our special guests. Christina Santamaria is the conservation manager for San Diego Audubon. And Haley Perez is a volunteer with San Diego Audubon's ongoing program, to restore, protect, and advocate for California least tern nesting habitat in Mission Bay. She's also a Talking Birds ambassador and a multiple audio postcard contributor to the show. And they both join us now from San Diego. Good morning, Christina and Haley. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Let me Thanks start for with having us. You're very welcome. Thanks for being with us. Let me start with you, Christina, and ask you about the California least tern. It's a subspecies that's in a lot of trouble, right? It is. It's a migratory shorebird. You mentioned how long they migrate. Uh, they come to Southern California during the summer so that they can nest here after wintering in Central America. Uh, their numbers are really low. Back in 2020, there were three to 4,000 breeding pairs and only 1,000 fledglings. It's an mm -hmm. estimate, but that's still a very low number. Mm -hmm. um, and that's for the entire state of California. Uh, so they are listed both federally and statewide. Mm -hmm. So what is the biggest problem there? Is it, is it, is it habitat-related mostly? Mostly, yes. Habitat, mm -hmm. habitat loss is the main threat, of course, mm -hmm. due to coastal development. Uh, they require a pretty specific habitat for nesting. Uh, they like open coastal sand dunes. Uh, their nests actually camouflage really well in the sand. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you can miss them if you happen to be walking through the dune areas. Uh, but we just don't have a lot of that habitat anymore. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is uh, human disturbance, mm -hmm. invasive plants, and uh, 
obviously climate change is a thing uh so that could have a potential impacts on their food availability mm. what what is via when you mentioned about uh, human interference is vehicle traffic on, on the beaches is that is that part of the problem yeah so vehicles aren't allowed on most beaches mm-hmm. for that reason uh mm-hmm. disturbing mm-hmm. either like roosting birds over winter and trying to conserve their energy during migration or possibly during nesting yeah mm-hmm. they could flush just by a predator flying above them Mm-hmm. So uh, I mentioned it being an ongoing program, but you've been working on this for quite a few years, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. What are, what are the main sort of efforts that you... Oh, sorry, you jumped out a little bit. Um, I think I under- understood your question. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you misunderstood it. Okay. <laughs> I guess I missed... Yeah, I guess I'm, miss- I'm going to turn my video off so that I can hear you a little bit better. Okay, um, sure. Um, the Turn Watcher program is a big program that we have going. It's uh, started back in 2014, and I actually had the pleasure of volunteering for the program in the very beginning stages back then. So it's less than 10 years old, Mm -hmm. Um, but San Diego Audubon, with the help of the city of San Diego and other partners, especially our biological monitor, Jennifer Jackson, and the Mission Bay Park Rangers, uh, with their guidance and expertise, the San Diego Audubon Society has been able to monitor uh, the least term colonies in Mission Bay for decades now. So it's mm-hmm. been it's been an ongoing research study. Mm-hmm. Well, Haley, you're part of that monitoring. In addition to creating some uh, wonderful audio postcards that you've uh, sent to us, you've been uh, working on these efforts. And uh, you talked about that in one of your postcards, but I wonder if you would expand uh, a little bit about what you do in the monitoring work there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So um, this was a program over the the summer. And and, um, towards the beginning, they were looking for volunteers. And and I have been birding for a few years and have been wanting to get involved with the local community um, of birders, but I just wasn't sure how to jump in. So this was a cool opportunity, and um, I was really excited when I went to the orientation. They did an amazing job of explaining um, everything that Christina just said about um, why the lease terms need our help and um, how we were going to do it. So uh, we just signed up for two-hour shifts um, throughout the summer, and it was really easy. We just signed up on a program they had online, and they provided us with data sheets um, so that while we went out to the nesting site to monitor, we could just um, keep track of how many birds we saw, if we got to see any chicks or fledglings, and um, if there were any predators or human disturbances in the area. We just kept track of all of that and then sent it back into San Diego Audubon. Mm-hmm. So Christina Haley is certainly engaging in some good citizen science there through her monitoring efforts. How important is it to have folks help out in efforts like this, and how can they do it? How can you get involved? What's the best, uh, easiest way? Yeah, um, I wanted to point out this really cool fact that Haley mentioned during the orientation, the training for this program, and that was that over 60% of the nesting population of the species can be found in San Diego County alone. Mm -hmm. So that makes Mission Bay a really key nesting area. So our turn watcher program I think is very important. It plays a really big role in the species in the conservation of the species overall, not just our local colonies here. Well, we have a minute, uh, Christina. I wonder if you would uh, give a little plug for San Diego Audubon because you guys are doing a lot of other stuff there. Invite folks out your way to become part of the society. Well, of course. 
Uh, what I love about our local chapter is that we're not just focused on birds, um, but we also foster the protection and appreciation of other wildlife, including their habitats. Uh, so tomorrow we're going to be kicking off our restoration season, which I hope Haley will be a part of as well. <laughs> um, our volunteer pool is very important to us. They do so much hard work for us and make all the things possible. Um, we also have a campaign called Rewild Mission Bay and a na native seed library program to improve suburban and urban land use for birds. Hmm. So anyone listening, I encourage you <laughs> to seek out your local chapter. I'm sure they'd make you feel welcome the way Haley did when she first joined our society. Mm -hmm. And Haley, you're on the spot there now about uh, participating again. But uh, <laughs> just to get away from that, maybe you'd like to give your own pitch to uh, folks doing what you do. Yeah, so I think that it's been so cool to just meet other people who are interested in the same thing as I am. And it's also such a good experience to be able to give back to um, to programs that are doing so much work for the things that I love, the habitat around my area and the birds and other animals. And it was specifically very cool to do the Turn Watcher program because I got to watch these little chicks who are just little white puffballs on the beach um, <laughs> just grow up right before my eyes. Every week that I went out, they were getting bigger and bigger and pretty soon they were flying around. So. It's a really neat experience to get involved, and I highly recommend it. All right. It's the San Diego Audubon Society. Christina Santa Maria is Conservation Manager for San Diego Audubon, and Haley Perez is a volunteer with her California Lease Turn Restoration and Protection efforts. Christina, thanks for being with us, and thank you for your great work, which I know you'll keep doing. Thank you. I will. And thank you, Haley, for your important contributions on behalf of the Turns. And uh, we hope you'll send us another audio postcard sometime soon. In fact, I think you have a plan for that, right? <laughs> yes, you'll be hearing from me again <laughs> soon. Thank you, Ray. All right. Thank you, Christina and Haley. Thank Up next you. here, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. There's a song of our mystery bird, and it is a beautiful one, is it not? Just a reminder for next time, if you're not hearing our show live and would like to do so, so you could enter our mystery bird contest, you can hear us live online anywhere on the planet. Just go to TalkingBirds.com and see how to do it. Our mystery bird is a smallish songbird that breeds way up in northern forests, winters in the west and southwest states in the Gulf and mid-Atlantic states. The eastern form has reddish-brown plumage with coarse streaks on its chest and back, a rust-colored cap and a gray face, and a blurry spot 
in the center of the chest and a kind of a moderately long rust-colored tail. The Pacific Coast sooty version has dark brown upper parts with a grayish face, gray and yellow bill. Male and female look alike. Our bird will tend to make its presence known in your yard by its habit of double scratching or kicking backward in the leaf litter with both feet in search of food. Some clues in the sound of our mystery bird and beautiful prizes include the always very popular Droll Yankees Observer window feeder that gives an unobstructed view of your visiting birds. It holds two cups of seed and features a tapered overhanging roof that deflects bad weather. Meanwhile, for those free-flying birds, we have help to keep them from crashing into your windows from our friends at Feather Friendly, the complete window collision kit. Really easy to apply, and uh, I know that because I've tried it, so there's your proof that it's easy. It really does work, too, and is recommended by lots of bird conservation organizations. Those are our prizes on the Mystery Bird Contest, and if we get to our Bonus question, if we have time, we'll try to give away a $20 gift certificate for Wisdom Supply, makers of plastic-free books and notepads and journals and other supplies for classroom and office. The number to call, the all-important number, and we urge you to call as soon as possible. We do tend to run out of time or come close to it. It's 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. 900. We're about to hear from Mike O'Connor. It's an archive version of Let's Ask Mike, and he's making reference there to John Kreischer, who was a guest on that particular show, and his wonderful Peterson reference guide to bird behavior. Let's Ask Mike in just one minute. beauty Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world, New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in Iceland, land of fire and ice, or go beyond the beaches in the DR. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit questnaturetours.com today. Birds and much more, guaranteed. Michael Connor is down there on Cape Cod at the Bird Watchers General Store. He's uh, supposed to be working, but I think he's reading John Kreischer's book instead. There, uh, hate to interrupt yeah, yeah, I'm you there, Mike. It, I'm reading it. Ray. You know, let me tell you something. I'm not happy about it. Really? I just, this is not a, a good day for me. You, have, you, have you seen this book? Oh, just, of course. Yeah, I've got it right here. Endless information, full of information. Every question you want to know about bird behavior is there, and I'm afraid it's going to put me out of business. The last ask Mike is done, because, you know, they won't have to listen to me anymore. They'll just pick up John's book, and all the answers are there, and probably, you know, describe better than I do. Wow. We we knew it would end someday, but who knew it would be because of this, because (laughs) of John Kreischer's book? John Kreischer would take me down, but there it is. It's all your fault, John. this book is excellent. I got a lot of bird books, and this is is the best. This is really, really good. All right. Well, meanwhile... Where yeah, I'm not grace? happy about it, but that's the way it is. I got to be honest. You know, I, I, I think you're being pretty, pretty uh, noble about it. I'm just, I really... <laughs> <laughs> and, 
anyway, yeah, no, I got a, I, I got another book this year, kind of a reference book from a, a, a bigger name in birding, uh-huh. if that's possible, and it's, it's not very good. <laughs> and I was disappointed. And then when John's came down, I went, I'm disappointed in a different way because it's so good. People aren't going to need me anymore. But okay, it's, it's, yeah, it's not a book you curl up with. It's a book you go to when you need some answers, and it's full of answers. It's a very right. good book. And I guess the folks will have to go to Cape Cod uh, unless they're already there to find out what that other book is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I started to say it's a fall migration for a lot of birds right now, and I think you have a couple of thoughts about that. Am I correct? Right, yeah. It's cold, It's getting colder, and the birds are leaving, and the birds that we enjoyed all summer, the osprey, depending where you live, of course, but the ospreys and the swallows, the hummingbirds. I just had a hummingbird pass out, pass out, <laughs> pass by. <laughs> it was just a little rough oh. Saturday night. He just flew by, and they're, they're all heading out. And it's migration season, which is an amazing time because the birds go back to their wintering grounds to get away from our winter. And the, the fact that they can do it is unbelievable because we can't remember where we put our car keys half the time. And these guys go to the same patch of ground or beach or tree that they spent last winter. And they a lot of birds fly during the day. They're diurnal migrants, so they can fly, and they use uh, geographic locations like mountain ranges and river valleys and the coastline to help them through. But there's other birds that fly at night, and they fly at night so they can avoid the hawks, and the temperatures are better at night, and the wind is a little bit calmer. So they, they fly at night, but they can't use the geographic location, so they can't use the sun for navigation. So what do they do? They use the stars. They use the stars for navigation. There's a, they use uh, the Earth magnetic field, they can sense those as they travel. And there's also some sense that they use low frequencies, uh, ultra low frequencies they can hear, and they, that helps them that helps them get that through. Wow, this is so, a lot so of... The, the, so the birds, are, the, the, they're moving through now, and the interesting thing is a lot of these birds, you know, will travel in flocks like ducks, of course, um, but a lot of birds, they fly by themselves. And the amazing thing is... A lot of these birds just hatched this year. Mm-hmm. They've never been to the wintering grounds before, they and they're do. flying alone, and they somehow have the innate abilities to get to these places by flying all by themselves. But mm-hmm. some of the studies show that some of it's innate and some of it's learned, mm-hmm. because when birds get off course due to a storm, the older birds that have been there a few times have a lot easier chance of figuring out how to how to get themselves back on course when a lot of the younger birds struggle a little bit because they don't have the learn from doing it mm-hmm. back from, Fas- from fa- the yeah fascinating information where did you learn all this from anyway I got uh, you know uh, did you have to ask that page two eighty nine on Jordan Kreischer's new book. I'm not kidding you. It's all right there. It's a really good book. Congratulations, John. And uh, this will be the last you hear from me. Yeah, stiff upper lip, Mike. <laughs> Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to birdwatchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. The Mystery Bird Contest underway here. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Beautiful prizes here. And our mystery bird is what? Carolyn is somewhere in Iowa uh, with an answer for us. Good morning, Carolyn. 
Oh, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, Ray? Doing well, thank you. Where in Iowa, if you'd care to say? Uh, Southwest Iowa, Glenwood. What's the name again? Uh, Glenwood. Glenwood in Southwest Iowa. All right. Uh-huh. Well, uh, Carolyn, you heard those uh, clues and such in the sound of our bird, and you say it is what? Uh, a fox sparrow. That is right. One beautiful fox sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nicely done. Yeah. That is a that is such I love that bird. Well, I used to live on Cape Cod where Mike O'Connor is and uh, we used to see fox sparrows a lot there. They're just such a beautiful bird and and what beautiful a beautiful song. a beautiful song too is right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we I guess we don't have time for our bonus question, but you do have those beautiful prizes, Carolyn, and if you'll stay on the line oh. we'll make sure we get them sent out to you. Oh thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Carolyn. <laughs> Carolyn out there in Glenwood, did I get that right, or did I already mess up the name of her town there in southwest Iowa? I probably got it wrong, but I apologize for that, Carolyn. We'll fix it later. That's our show for today. Next week, author and international birding tour leader Chris Early will tell us about some of his amazing journeys and his upcoming trip to Brazil. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Fran McGregor, our producing engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. The bird show. I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com.